0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show.
1: Whatcha doing podcast watch? A podcast watch? A new podcast watch? A new podcast watch? A new podcast
2: they're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Whatcha doin'
1: podcast? watch podcast? They're headed to the Tri-State to hang with Phineas and Fern. So come along for all the thrill with
2: Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Nader. This
1: is what we're gonna do today.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to Whatcha Do, a Phineas and Ferb Rewatch podcast. I am Agent F, a.k.a. Felipe, and we got a great episode today. First, someone who would always beat me in a thumb war, Navi Ball. Navi, how are you doing today?
3: Oh, wow, I thought you were gonna uh, put that on Will saying that you would be in a
0: thumb war. I have
3: very uh, weak thumbs, so I don't know. Maybe you would be able to beat me,
0: but we shall see. We shall see when we finally can do an in-person podcast.
3: Yeah, we can do it at our Epcot hotel room.
0: <laughs> love that, love that. But we're not alone. As always, we are joined by uh, a website YouTuber in his own right, someone who loves to click, drag, and drop photos onto onto the web. Uh, it's Will Davis, everyone. Hello.
2: I don't think uh- I could beat you at a, at a thumb war either. I, I think you would put me in the Boston belt sander.
0: <laughs> Why, because I'm from Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I, I just like I didn't look into this. Was that really Evander Holyfield voicing? Yeah, him? it was.
2: It was yeah. that was his. That was the actual the voice of Evander Holyfield. Yeah,
0: the poll. I know they had J.K. Simmons on in another episode, but uh, the J.K. Simmons to our podcast has joined. Uh, Will, do you want to introduce this guest since yeah, you know we him have best? A,
2: a special. I I would say I probably know him best of the three of us. Uh, who knows? Maybe guest. Navi and him
0: are best friends. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, maybe.
2: Uh, but but my, my brother of. 22 and a half ish years uh it's nathan nathan how are you
1: uh i'm I'm doing all right william just trying to stay warm here in the good old norman oklahoma and um just for the record i do know navi best sorry about (laughs) you
0: honestly i wish i knew navi better than i do like i feel like navi i just wish i had like not that i want navi to like be confined to a pocket all day, but I wish I had a little Pocket Navi to be my friend all day.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I think Pocket Navy would annoy the ever-loving crap out of you, so it's probably best that you get a weekly dose of me as opposed to dealing with my ass all day. So
0: yeah. I mean, my ass. <laughs> uh, but uh, So today we're going to be talking about a raging bully and lights Candace action and we so Nathan first what's your background on Phineas and Ferb and why'd you pick these episodes
1: yes so um I pretty much grew up on Phineas and Ferb I was like around when it premiered I watched it religiously um I, I still have a tradition of watching the Christmas episode every year um since I can't don't really have the opportunity to watch like all the episodes nowadays I I am sure to at least watch that one episode every single year and it probably annoys william but it's always on the tv whenever i'm at home but i know, think
2: if know. i think if this show annoyed me i wouldn't be podcasting about it
1: That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh,
2: but it, so i know a little bit about about uh nathan's background in this show uh so this picture i took is is about five or six years old i think i tweeted it in about 2015 if you can go back far enough in my in my twitter account uh but he used to have a perry the platypus uh phone case uh there was there was one day where he was he was like playing playing some video game on his phone and like holding it really close up to his face and he also had this very intense like like video game scowl while he was playing. And it, and it just sort of lined up exactly to where his mouth kind of was in the shape of a duck bill or a platypus bill. Uh, so, so it, it almost looked like his face kind of, kind of morphed with the Perry, the platypus. We'll we'll definitely tweet out the photo so you all can, can judge for yourself. Um, but he has been confirmed to be a big, big Phineas and Ferb fan for a while. Uh, and wh- one thing I want to ask, uh, so Nathan and I are, are, three three years apart to the point where i think one of us could qualify as much more gen z than the other one we could you say we're three years apart uh or three plus years. i was born in 95 you were born in 98 no. uh that's three last i checked no. uh, so um, I there's, there's, there's been a lot of discussion <laughs> a lot of discourse about uh you are know, you gonna his... ask that rob
0: has a podcast patrons right now
2: <laughs> yeah well so uh, there, there was a lot of arguments that uh, so so robin akiva podcast recently did their show gen z shows are trash in which they covered uh nancy classified school survival guide iCarly, and this show phineas and ferb
0: shout out to jcr future guest for plugging yeah. us. um did check yeah, out I, his I, podcast aka was... I- ydk uh just to give him some love since he gave us love
2: it was a great show all around. Love loved everyone on this podcast. Um, but there is a lot of discussion, you know, are these shows actually Gen Z shows or not? Uh so so I wanted to open up the two questions. One, is this a Gen Z show? And two, are we Gen Z?
0: Um, okay. I will take this first. I'm actually gonna be doing a more in-depth Twitch stream with Naomi Calhoun, who I just recorded a podcast with, mm. uh, on her mm. podcast. Future network. guest Naomi Calhoun. Yes, future guest as well. Uh, in two weeks, I think. Uh, but I was on Mike White was robbed with her. We talked about why Abby Maria is a good survivor player and is not just a mm-hmm. good character. Oh. Uh, and uh, uh, she's actually organizing a Twitch stream to like discuss this, and she's going to do like this whole like breakdown. Like, is this Gen Z or is this millennial? Um, and I think that the wikipedia definition of gen z begins at 1995 if you were born in 1995 you are gen z i think i identify as a zillennial where i feel like i cusp the two lines because there are aspects like i recorded things on vhs like i feel like that's something that millennials did more than gen z like i, I my brother wouldn't know how to do that but if you showed me like a vhs i don't know where i could find one but i could i could figure out how to record something on there if I needed to. Um, I played computer games where you needed to, like, put the CD-ROM in. Um, So I feel like I'm a zillennial, but I think distinctively, Phineas and Ferb is a Gen Z show, as is Ned's Declassified. Those were geared towards, like, maybe older, young millennials watched it, but if, I think they were geared towards people, if Ned's premiered in 2004, I think they were geared to, like, 9 to 13-year-olds. And so maybe, like, some millennials caught it, but Gen Z starts, nineteen ninety five, two thousand four is nine years later. But iCarly and Phineas and Ferber are definitive Gen Z shows.
2: Yeah, I think I'm I'm in a similar boat where where so I was born in ninety five, I identify more with traditionally millennial things. I would call myself a millennial, and I did watch the show when I was a kid, but I do think it's a Gen Z Gen Z show. Yeah. I hear a I mean, lot of cause, people because uh, uh, I, I we we said like in the first episode, you know, I didn't finish this show. Whatever it was, I haven't seen all of the show.
0: Yeah, no um, way. Millennials, like traditional millennials, have seen past like season two at least. Like,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. So I I I would call yeah. this a Gen Z show.
0: I know a lot of people say like, especially in America, like the line is, if you can remember the events of September 11th, um, hmm. then you're like a millennial. And while I can't remember that day specifically, I can remember like days before it. So uh like i remember my third birthday which was two no i can't math a year and two months before it so um like i can remember events around it and i just don't remember that specific day but um yeah so i feel like i don't know that's like it's it's a weird debate like generations is weird
1: i can't even remember the events of february 14th 2021 so i mean like i I remember a lot of people
0: were posting on social media about their love Well, I ate chips. <laughs> That's all I remember. Sorry, I cut you off, Nathan.
1: <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. I, I was just saying my memory's terrible. So, like, I, I couldn't tell you what I even had for dinner yesterday. So, like, I, get, I guess for me, that is definitely not a good um, milestone to check which one I am.
0: Yeah.
2: have do you identify as, as Millennial or Z?
1: believe in labels
3: Uh, (laughs) about that life Uh, I don't know I was born in 97 I don't know what I am I don't really think it matters at the end of the day because I like the show regardless if it was a millennial or a gen Z or even a boomer show like it's just a good show like let me just enjoy the show in peace please and thank you
2: yeah it's the thing it at the end of the day it doesn't matter is this a gen z show or is this a millennial show what matters is it's a show that we love and we love to watch Mm -hmm. oh i i I do think also that that you know the the popularity of dan povin tiktok may may lend to to pointing that maybe this is a gen z show there's there's a lot of young people who love this show
0: uh yes um but yeah so we settled that debate um did we maybe we just opened up more cans i don't of know if,
2: <laughs> if, if, if you if you want to argue it uh come at us in the
0: comments basically I, I saw this post in the rhp facebook group uh that i don't remember who said it but basically it was like tiktok nicole jcr and zach are all gen z they picked shows that they watched that means the shows are gen z shows and maybe they like border they're in the venn diagram of Millennial on gen z but they're at least uh-huh. definitively gen z shows because they're a part of their gen z experience and yeah. i like that comment and i clapped um by the way uh y'all talk amongst yourselves while i go see if that man actually took offense to me saying how dare you about iCarly, because i now i feel bad. <laughs> For context, someone said, uh, "Is this a Renap bump that iCarly is top ten on Netflix?" And I said, "How dare you! iCarly is an international treasure."
2: <laughs> uh, should we should we go ahead and get into this thing? Go ahead and get into go ahead and get into Raging
3: Bully. Yeah, yes. for sure. Let's um, go. I will say uh, I took extensive notes in the beginning, and then towards the end, it kind of all fell apart for me. <laughs> so uh, please yeah. bear with me. Uh, feel free to jump in, as always. I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. Anyway. Do so, any of us
0: though?
3: No, I don't so, yeah, b- sure.
2: b- Before we get too, maybe too granular, let's just give like broad picture what, what one paragraph elevator speech, what happens in the episode.
3: All right. So Candace, Phineas, and Ferb go hang out at the mall because their mom is a part of a jazz uh, trio, which they're performing at. And uh, they finally, uh, Phineas and Ferb, finally uh, get, I guess, bullied by Buford. And we also get a Baljeet sighting as
0: well, by the way. This is the first time we see Baljeet. My OTP, Buford and Baljeet. Convince me that they're not a romance. Like, I'm sorry. They are a ship. We ship here.
3: Yes. Well, we will track that as we go along with the show. Wait, Um, before we go
0: any further, can I ask, like, not to put you on the spot, but like, Navi, like, Baljeet is obviously- a brown mm-hmm. character? Like, did you identify with him as a kid? Um, or, I don't know. I can edit I this mean, out. I didn't mean to put you on the spot or anything. No, no,
3: no. I don't mind at all. Um, I mean, there are certain aspects of him that I I'd identified with. Um, I definitely didn't study as nearly as much as he does, especially yeah. over the summer. Uh, I guess the one gripe I have, I, especially just like with uh, South Asian characters in general, is that they usually tend to have an accent. I'm like, not yeah. all brown people need to have like an Indian or Pakistani Mm -hmm. or what have you accent. Like they can just be a, have a, like a a Western accent. Like that's totally fine. Um, But other than that, I think the show does a decent job of portraying him well and not just reverting to, well, they do take part of, in some stereotypes, but they sort of subvert it in a sense and make it a bit more respectful. Like I don't feel like they're making Fun of Baljeet as much as like say uh um that one character from The Big Bang Theory who just feels like a walking yeah. joke, ninety nine percent of the time. Um, but yeah, I I like I said as with all the other things that we've talked about, I'm interested in tracking Baljeet's sort of journey and development through this show, and I'm glad that we finally get a chance to chat chat about him a bit more.
0: Yeah, no, I only For ask sure. that because as a writer, especially someone who like would like to create kids content and because I, my my viewpoint is that kids learn about empathy and diversity if they, if they can learn that at an early age then they can be like more respectful and compassionate humans so I just like and that's a big thing for me like if I saw like I watched Dragon Tales and it was like important for me to see Emmy and Max who are Latino and Latina characters going and doing things so I it just was curious if you had like just seeing someone who looks like you or represents you in the media was like impactful to you growing up at all? I don't know.
3: Yeah, it was impactful. Like I said, I, he kind of is a butt of a joke, but at the same yeah. time, he's not. It, it's kind of difficult to sort of parse that out, if that makes sense. I think yeah. I
2: think there's a there's a, almost another layer to it where like every character when they're first introduced, they're they're like a a very distilled down version of the character very like not very fleshed out very like oh Buford's the bully Baljeet's the Indian kid and and there are some things in in like whenever we we very first meet Baljeet like the like the fact that he's studying over the summer the fact that one of his first lines is something about like going on a magic carpet ride to, he's like this is on a, I don't know, on like a one-way magic carpet ride to something. I don't remember the, mm-hmm. the whole line. Yeah. Where whenever it's a character like Buford, like it's it's a little bit more okay to portray like, oh, he's just the bully. But if if w- whenever it's Baljeet and and yeah. I don't know, so, some of these like like very distilled versions of of Baljeet are are, I don't think they would be made in 2021.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and
2: like I think they would be handled with a lot more nuance now. And and especially as they go through the series, it is handled with a lot more nuance. Yeah. But but whenever we first see them, there's a little bit that is that is kind of uncomfy to watch. No, for
0: sure. And like Navi said, like there's there's ranges to the depiction of like different uh ethnicity and diverse groups on television. Like in terms of my sometimes you get I mean, Max, sometimes you get Dora the Explorer, sometimes you get Gloria from Modern Family in the mm. Latinx <laughs> character range. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, in terms of the kids' show, I like, I think Isabella is also Latina. So I, I guess we can track that from my perspective as well, but it's just yeah. interesting to see um, what they do. And I think that's going to be interesting to track. Um, yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot earlier, Navi. I, I no, no, do I it. don't yeah.
3: mind this at all. This is yeah. great. Sorry
0: and, right.
2: and sorry to interrupt right away of our our uh, <laughs> people don't know what happened in the episode yet.
0: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Something I don't know, fun. let's just
3: get right into that. Sometimes the things are important. Yeah. Um so it opens up with Candace looking through her phone and it's like random pictures of Jeremy just looking very like candid shots of him at work. Uh, when her mom shows up and is like, "Hey, the jazz trio is performing at the what is it called the squat, the squat and stitch. stitch at the mall and uh she literally, yeah uh what i i don't know are you guys into knitting i it's not something that personally interests I knit me Knit for like
0: a few weeks in fourth grade and then that's it but i do love people who cross stitch and i wish i was as talented uh shouts to sarah capital sarah again for my beautiful i've, I've never
2: done it before because i don't understand how it works but i'm yeah. i'm like very intrigued by how it works like how how you can take just like a straight piece of string and like twist it around itself enough to where it becomes like other more complicated things um but I, i've never done it. I have no idea how to do it but but i think it's very cool
1: i i believe our mom cross-stitched at one point in our lives i don't know if she does it anymore i watch uh, Yeah one,
2: yeah I, I guess she did like cross-stitch our like christmas stockings that we have some cool cool patterns and things um but knitting i don't i don't think she's ever knit. No. no i don't
1: think she's ever knit
3: all right well uh, linda suggests that the kids go hang out at the mall while she does her gig and uh, candace is excited because jeremy works at mr slushy burger and she wants to hang out and take weird creepy photos of him <laughs> without asking him which by the way can we just talk about like look i love candace but this is, like, crazy. Am, am I insane?
2: I don't like it at creepy. all. Yeah, it's pretty
0: creepy. Yeah. It, it's, Except it's, the one like, time that he poses. I feel like that would have been okay. But... Yeah,
2: um, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, there was definitely... You definitely had that one point later in the episode where he's definitely posing for the picture. Um, and and to some extent, you can, you can almost give her, like, some bit of a pass because she's just, like, an obsessed teenager. The, the, you know, this is how teenagers are um but no it's very it's very creepy uh like like it's it's uh, many of these pictures seem to be seem to be taken without his consent uh and she like blames it on other things uh so yeah yeah i i'd say it's it's definitely uh on the scale in in terms of being problematic
0: the man yeah
1: just to do his job <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially,
3: like, at work. If someone were to take a picture of me while I was at work, working, yeah. like, a retail job, I wouldn't be about that.
0: Yeah. And there's, like, jobs that it's, like, at least uh, I've been, I've worked in the TV industry very briefly because <laughs> pandemic. But, um, like, the one of the first things, like, everyone tells you is, like, don't take photos with celebrities when they're on set or with you um like be very respectful like don't go bragging because then that's like how people get fired Mm -hmm. um so just like she also
2: has a ton of pictures of him too like we we see later in the episode what is she using that for it's it's so many that uh like her her phone is like 99 percent full that she has to decide between taking another picture of jeremy or taking (laughs) a picture of phineas for evidence it's like that's that's too many pictures at that point
0: very much so um But hey, maybe she needs it.
3: Yeah, well, they're at the mall now. Linda is talking to the crowd, telling them to watch out for the crazy free-form jazz. Um, Yeah. I thought
0: this was going to be the the parsnips episode. I'm like, wait, but JCR just talked about that. And that was like episode (laughs) eight. But when she mentioned playing jazz band or whatever. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah well we'll get to that when we get to that um, i guess but it's more Cand-
2: of a of, of a continuity thing that we just know that this this jazz combo that linda is in is sort of a long-standing thing
0: yeah
3: yeah well candace gives the boys some money and tells them to meet her back at the cafeteria or the food court while she goes to like harass jeremy at work yeah. i guess yeah um, and then phineas asks where perry is and then we get into where's perry
0: is this the the vending machine one yeah right. the- with this squeaky slide that needs to be greased yeah. yes yeah and, and did like, anyone notice who oh sorry nathan go ahead
1: it also has like a foot scanner at the bottom that perry, perry like puts his foot up to it and scans it and that gets the door to open
0: i a hundred percent expected him to jump into the little um pole thing what's it called the, the, the where you get the snacks officer. yeah um but did you did ever anyone notice who we get our first mention of
2: oh yeah they mentioned carl we don't actually oh. see carl we see his hand but they oh uh, yeah we see his hand but yeah. but yeah i i also thought it was it was a funny little bit where where like perry's going down the slide and he's got like his arms crossed over his chest like a like a lifeguard will tell you to do at a at a and a swimming pool, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like
0: we'll do when we go to Disney detail.
3: World. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, Nathan's invited to our Epcot Disney World adventure. All of the All right. guests are. Um, fun. yeah, and also the slide wasn't looped up properly, so that was a thing as well. Uh, and Major Monogram tells Perry that Duke brought uh four helicopter blades, twenty-four balloons, and six thousand light bulbs. And that uh, Doofenshmirtz is at an old cake factory. Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, Carl mentioned. Okay. So let's move on back to where Candace is. Mm-hmm. And Candy Candace goes to Jeremy and takes like a really creepy photo. She's like, oh, my phone is ringing or something. And then she takes a picture of him. Also, she takes the picture like she has the flip phone, right?
0: And yeah. so she takes it. Are these for her Tumblr.
3: <laughs> she has a tumblr dedicated to jeremy pictures that's kind of creepy uh it's also kind of hilarious um but she takes it weird like because aren't the flippy foam parts like you can take it like with the buttons facing you but she does it facing it away from her i don't know how to explain yeah, it yeah it's like no, it's
2: like no. she's using the the self-facing cam instead of using like the the back facing camera like like you would if you're taking a picture of something else she uses, like, the selfie camera, except, like, turns it around and uses the front-facing camera to take a picture of Jeremy.
3: Yeah, very odd decisions by Candace. I don't understand her, this episode.
2: Yeah. She's in love. That's I don't, I don't know that she understands her decisions. She's got a one-track mind right now.
3: Well, whatever, uh, Well, Phineas while she's doing that, Phineas and Ferb are seeing how long it takes for the top scoop of their ice cream cone to melt and hit the table. And that's when we see Baljeet for the first time.
0: Love it. Love Baljeet. And this is like, no, Buford has talked before. I was gonna say this Buford's first like dialogue, but no, he's talked before. Um, I love the progression of Buford as a character because, like, he's just like the he like he becomes the bully for everyone, and then later by the end, he's like, "I will mess you up, but only if you mess my friends up," because like he's loyal and he'll defend them. But like he's not afraid to get down and dirty, but if only if you attack his friends and his okay. squad.
2: We have <laughs> some really good feedback this week uh, from Giovanni, who who compared Buford. To Harold from hey, Ar- from hey Arnold, who like I had I had not thought of this comparison before before it was mentioned, but but it, it's a, a very good comparison. That these are both like originally introduced as like bully characters, but then sort of the longer the show goes on, you find out that there's there's sort of layers to them that they they uh, turn out to be you know sweethearts whenever mm-hmm. they need to be. That they they just sort of have like this tough exterior to them.
0: And a, less, um, a much less toxic start than Karofsky from Glee.
2: Yeah, uh, but I, yeah, I, I think it's a a really good comparison. This, this Harold from Hey Arnold to to Buford.
0: Yeah, I always confused Harold um, with not Buster. Who's the guy from Arthur? The dog, the pug. Um, Billy, not Billy.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Arthur. He's the same, like like. I want to say Ernie, but I don't think it's Ernie. Binky? Oh, I'm gonna f- Binky. Oh, man. Ooh, I feel bad Binky. for not knowing that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I feel like Buford and Harold are in the same mold as Binky. Yeah. 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 Stand so... D. W for Kirsten. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Beljeet is studying because he has summer school and uh, he's like asking Vinny and why aren't you studying and they're like well it's summer why would we study mm-hmm. and I guess that's when Buford arrives and sits on Beljeet and like what? tosses his disrespect. Homework- Tosses his homework aside, takes his drink, and then Phineas is like, uh, I think that seat is taken. And then Buford's like, Actually, this entire table is taken, get lost.
0: I was appalled. The gall, the nerve, the cheek, the, the gumption. No, let's uh, uh, talk amongst yourself. I'm going to find the quote.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: he, he's, he's really like mean to them. And, and uh, you know, it's been established before that, that Buford is a bully, but it, this is where we get a very, like, Buford-centric episode, I think.
0: Thank you, I Nathan, know, I mean, for... The, the
2: whole episode is named after him,
0: so I guess. Yeah. It. Thank you, Nathan, Nathan, for is that assist. why you wanted
2: to do this episode? Because you're a bully?
0: Wow! <laughs> Speaking of the cheek thinner of the gall, the audacity, and the gumption, that was a shot. Yeah.
1: No, no, I'm here for a conspiracy theory, not gonna lie um we'll, we'll into what's that your conspiracy later. theory um well we'll we'll, we'll get it into it later into the episode because it has to do with doofensperts so um here for the backstory i'm here for the backstory
0: is it that doofensperts is jesus nope <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is allegory for jesus no okay uh, but
3: i can't wait to get into that in like a few minutes <laughs> Yeah, um, so uh, Phineas accidentally drops his uh, bottom scoop of ice cream onto Buford's lap. And when he stands up, everyone in the food court laughs at him and he takes very much, a lot of offense to that is very humiliated. And he then does not think as well. Yeah. And then he <laughs> challenges Phineas to a fight. But then the most random cameo ever happens with (laughs) Evander Holyfield showing up being like, don't worry, Phineas, I will train you.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and and, uh, funny thing about uh, Evander Holyfield. So one, it is actually Evander Holyfield's voice. Uh, But two, you can see in his little animated character that he has a bite taken out of his right ear from the the time in real life where Mike Tyson bit his ear off.
0: I did not catch that wow yeah Uh,
2: yeah so 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 you know Buford says like hey we're gonna fight outside of the back of the mall at three o'clock but don't be late my mom's picking me up by four so like Evander Holyfield offers to to help train Phineas for this fight
3: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And everyone's on board with this except for Isabella and Valjeet. Isabella, because she doesn't want Phineas to get hurt. And Valjeet, because he's like, Do you remember the last? Or no, I think this was Isabella, Isabella who said, Remember the last time when someone fought Buford and it cuts to like a, some poor kid with like a toilet <laughs> on their head?
0: That traumatized me. And I did not like that. It's <laughs> like you all.
2: won this round,
0: Buford. <laughs> I did not like that at all.
3: Uh, and then I guess this is where we cut to like the one song of the episode. He's yeah, it's a It's like bully.
0: it's like a montage kind of like the Rocky scene where he's like training mm-hmm. and everything. Um but he's a bully. Are we going to rank this song?
2: Oh yeah. This okay. this song this song will rank.
0: This okay. is maybe Just the checking. only
2: song will rank in this episode. Yeah. But it, yeah, there's there's a lot of very cool imagery going on where where they're like they're they're training for this fight. And, and Buford is in this gym that's called like Wedgies, the gym for bullies.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The one employee looks very like alert and like yeah. very terrified.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is literally the Rocky montage done Phineas and Ferb style. Um, yeah. With, like the training and stuff. Um,
2: like Phineas is like running up the escalator, like like the running up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> in the mall. But the other really funny thing is like, 'Cause in, in like Rocky you've got the scene of him punching the meat and, and here you've got Buford punching like big things of meat like Rocky would and then it cuts to Phineas and he's punching just like one chain of sausage links. It's like this
1: much smaller thing of meat. Yeah, yeah my my thought is what kind of butcher would just let some kid come into his store in the mall and just start beating his meat?
0: Whoa. Oh, like, <laughs>
2: So, so, i thought we decided after a couple weeks ago we were we were going pg i, I mean that episode. i didn't agree to that
3: look it runs in the family will <laughs> said that perry eats ass nathan yeah. says some kid be a butcher's i meat. mean well, it depends
0: on each episode i feel like we'll take it an episode at a time yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> also like i feel like if kids are gonna skip certain episodes this might be not because of us but i feel like this is kind of an not memorable episode and we'll get to it in our rankings but like kids are going to want to hear the get you goo episode or the um or the swinter but i don't know if people are coming in to see the thumb war although they're missing out on great content because nathan is a star and people mm-hmm. should cry if they don't hear that thank you
3: right well the song's over Sad, yeah. sad, sad. Is this where we got to do
0: Schmerz? I'm so
3: excited. Uh, well, the fireside girl, I believe Millie, oh, yeah. hands out the uh, brawl at the mall flyers, and then Candace sees one, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna bust them," and then crumples it up. And I'm like, "Why would you crumple up the flyer? Did you not learn from the roller coaster episode?"
0: I have things to say. I have, I have. Go on. Things to say, Candace, my girl, my queen. We love you. We stand you. This is a pro Candace podcast, but what is the big deal of Phineas and Buford thumb wrestling? Like, why do you have to report? Why do you have to bother Miss Linda? She's playing her triangle. Yeah, it, it, she's it's having like a we, good day. What the hell is wrong with you, lady?
2: We had we had this thing happen a couple weeks ago. Oh no, it was just last week where where Candace is like, "Oh, I'm telling mom," and Phineas is like, "Okay, tell her what." <laughs> Uh, well, this is it's another like tell her what thing it's like what are you going to tell her that Phineas is standing up for his friend getting bullied like that's yeah. a good thing
0: yeah Linda did not even, deserve... even
2: better even if, if I was a parent and I would I would much rather someone my child come up to me and tell me that my other child was standing up for his friend than I would them tell me that uh, my child is a pop star now
0: yeah. Also, um, Candace, it's a thumb wrestle. <laughs> like it's made, might be one thing if Buford is beating the life out of Phineas. But my girl, they're literally playing um I was gonna make a reference, but I can't remember patty cake.
2: <laughs> this is this is the other the other very good good subversion of this episode because you know, Buford says, Hey let's fight out behind out behind the mall. You go through this training montage where it looks like they're just like doing boxing training. I mean, Evander Holyfield is there. But then whenever you actually get to the fight itself, the brawl at the mall, it's just a thumb wrestle.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, whatever. Let's go on to what Perry and Dupenschmerz are doing. So Perry walks into the abandoned cake factory where he's immediately trapped in like a vat of cake batter that yeah. like emerges from the floor and then Doofenshmirtz tells Perry that it's his birthday so you know happy birthday Doofenshmirtz hope it's a great one Uh 2021 will definitely be your year I don't know mm-hmm. and then he goes on to say that uh Perry will be trapped in the cake batter because the yeast will rise up and he will basically be buried alive in it
0: talk um, about a yeast infection nope that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. yeah i'm putting this I, I just had it like a few minutes ago i'm putting the explicit one on this one so i was like okay let's go there
3: <laughs> okay perfect yeah um and then we get into Deep and Schmerz's, uh a uh, tragic anime backstory um does anyone want to go into this one nathan you said you oh, had boy. thoughts on it so why oh, don't you boy. go into I have it
1: a lot of thoughts on it okay so so he he talks about um how all of his birthdays in his life have just been terrible. Um m- most notably that his parents don't even show up to his own birth.
3: That was my favorite part. Of the- I- <laughs>
0: how old I this cackled. We're, That's why I thought you not- were said he was gonna be Jesus, because I was like, is he an Immaculate Conception? But then I'm like, wait, but there's no mother. <laughs> like this, this has gotta
2: be the number one backstory just for just for this one joke that his parents didn't show his- up to <laughs> his birth.
1: But but so anyways, the the fact that his parents did not show up to his birth just got me thinking. So if I may, we're we're going down the rabbit hole. Okay, go go for, go it. for it. So so I, I looked it up on on the wiki, um, on the Phineas and Ferb wiki. Um, it was not updated since like the show had premiered. So um, the show came out in 2007, and according to this wiki, Dufrin Schmertz is 47 at the time
0: i um, am okay uh, i did not expect that yeah
1: i i don't know how we got there but that's what it said so so you do the math there that would mean he was born in about 1960 somewhere around there and so then i also thought his mother giving birth to him in 1960 because whenever, whenever they show his parents napping at the hospital, you clearly see that his distinct triangle-shaped head is is still intact. He he has that very prominent jawline, and I was also thinking that that could not be comfortable for a mother to be given birth to. A, a big, <laughs> yeah,
3: that sounds painful.
1: A, a big triangle head to be coming coming out of his mother um so i figured he he probably was birthed via c-section um assuming that that is a thing at the time so then i looked that up and the average cost is somewhere from eight to fifteen thousand dollars okay and that is a lot of money which his parents clearly do not have based on all the other backstories they're very poor they they can't afford hardly anything
2: Maybe Drusselstein has universal healthcare.
1: That would be true. <laughs> they're, Maybe they're, it's like Canada, where this like, day
3: to, to like give birth.
1: But I mean, start like, to interrupt. I, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but <laughs> I I was just thinking that it, it she was literally trying to put a triangle shaped square a, a triangle shaped block through a very small round hole. And that that's just not going to work. So get, given the amount of pain that she went through and the amount of money it probably would cost for her to stay in the hospital like this, they probably just pieced out. Like, this baby is born. We're out of here. We can't spend any more money. The, this baby has caused me enough trouble.
0: That's a theory. So, I so don't know. She,
1: she is just not there for the birth. She, she is out. Peace yeah. out
0: deuce oh go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say he was a very sentient being if he was there and like remembers that his parents weren't there yeah
2: it's like like i i I, i'm guessing like most people remember nothing about the day i was born um (laughs) it's where i like i don't know maybe this is maybe this is apocryphal (laughs) maybe it's like he he's known to hate his brother his brother Roger Doofenshmirtz. Maybe this is a story where, like, Roger told him that nobody was there when he was born, and like, like how how the all the jokes where like kids telling their their younger siblings that they're adopted or something. Maybe it's like that. Maybe it was like. And I don't I don't know if Roger is older or younger. Roger's Maybe the is, raging
0: bully, if that's the case. Um,
2: but I don't know. I don't like. It, there's so much to question about the logistics here.
0: Lot, we can just agree that Doofenshmirtz had a toxic home life. Like, we and really I, did. I, I I feel for him, but that does not excuse the. we will get to it, but they innate are naming and yeah. So all twice.
2: all all of, all of that is is like only like the first sentence of his tragic backstory. He yeah. talks about how uh you know when whenever he's five years old, by the age of five, he has to start planning his own surprise parties. Uh, and he's at this party at uh, at Gunther Goat Cheeses, which is which is like the, the <laughs> Bruselstein version of Chucky e. Cheeses. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, with um, Chicago, go- like- uh, Chicago oh. Joe. Yeah, it's it's all,
2: <laughs> all his favorite characters. You've got Count Wolfgang, you've got Betty the she Boar, you've got Rat Putin, and you've got the Lyskins, Olga, and Chicago Joe. These and Chicago Joe shows
0: Lyskins. up in the next episode.
2: Bo- both of them do. Both, oh, they do? Both both do. Olga and Chicago they, Joe they come back. There.
3: Can I just say that animatronics are ugly as hell, and they,
2: also, they deserve are, to die.
1: They are creepy. They're, how dare you I talk mean,
0: about my friends, the Small World children?
1: They literally <laughs> made a video game about how terrifying animatronics are.
2: Yeah, I, I guess that, maybe that's the next sequel to Five Nights at Freddy's. Is yeah, Five Nights at Gunther Goat Cheese's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: see if i can pull up my tweet because i'm gonna uh update a tweet that i once had and i will uh talk amongst yourselves while i do this
3: yeah sure and also in the backstory uh doofenshmirtz like walks his dungleberry cake or dunkleberry cake yeah dunkleberry yeah. cake back home and like the dunkleberry bats just like attack him <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah that was great and Speaking then we... of the
2: dunkleberry bats uh-huh. are we get out of this
1: mess
3: so uh Perry uses uh, the whistles that he has, a gadget or pouch full of like different animal summoning whistles. And so he tries to blow on one and then like a giant whale just like crashes into the mm-hmm. abandoned factory. And he's like, Oh, I swapped them out. And then he swaps them out. And then he gets the other one and then he summons the Dunkelberry bats and they like eat him out of the vat of, of uh batter and then send him up to follow doofenshmirtz
2: mm-hmm. um, I, guess, I guess we mentioned what what doofenshmirtz's backstory was but we didn't mention his evil plot for the episode
3: yeah so his uh, doofenshmirtz's plot is revealed that he has a get yeah, an invention called the slavenator which mm. makes the crowds uh, do whatever he wants and he wants them to cheer him on for his birthday and he also programmed cleanup. So that he doesn't have yeah. to clean up his own birthday party. <laughs> Will, can I talk we'll, about this quickly
0: after after ahead. you finish your talk? Ah, uh, so he calls it the Slavenator, right? Mm-hmm. I did not like that, and I feel like that kind of undermines like the real experience of like slavery in all countries. But I, I, I don't know, that does not hold up. I don't know if it held up at the time, but I yeah, just wish I was, there was another name.
2: Yeah, I was, I was gonna say we could, we could get into this whenever we rank the Inators. that that. Uh, it's a hundred
0: percent last for me.
2: That uh, well. So the the idea is is a good idea. The backstory really adds a lot to it. Uh, it just needs a rebrand. If it has a new name, I think it's it's good.
1: There's
0: yeah.
2: gotta be a
1: better way to name that thing. Like of all terms, slave. No.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like he already had the like termite controlling helmet. I I don't know if he calls this any sort of like mind control thing or a. Mind
3: controllingator,
2: um, yeah, it, it, it's very much like uh, it's a lot like the Incredibles 2. Uh, sort of, sort of the the thing that uh, man, I don't remember the character from the Incredibles 2, but the, the bad guy in the Incredibles 2 has, has the thing that they're um, like mind controlling not Limewire, what's television screens? Or are you
1: talking about the other, are you talking about Evelyn or like the Evelyn, but yeah. like the
0: character name,
1: uh, yeah. yeah. Where she's like,
2: like, like screen mind slaver. controlling people. Yes. Screen slaver. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going on here. Is is that he's you know brainwashing people through through a screen.
0: Yeah. No, that also did not age well. Um, I I just am on my Twitter trying to find this tweet and, holy hell, I'm annoying on Twitter.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're great.
0: Um, I'm trying to find it because I want to update that tweet. And instead of saying Buford and Bel-Gita are the true OTP, I want to say. Um uh Olga and Chicago Joe.
2: Olga and Chicago <laughs> Joe. Uh, so we're actually at the fight now.
3: Yeah, we're at the fight. Uh the as the bats carry uh-huh. Perry off towards Doof and Schmerz, he flies over the ring. And they're about to start, and Candace is trying to get a flyer from the Fireside Girls, but they've run out. So she's like, you know what, I'm going to do the thing that I should do for pretty much any time I want to bust my brothers, by taking a picture. And so she tries to go and take a picture. And she passes Jeremy and wants to take another, like, weird picture of him, but this time he's actually posing. But she's running out of memory and instead of, you know, deleting one of the other pictures that she has, she's just like, Oh, I need to save my one last day's memory Which, for By the way, these
2: getting... these other pictures of Jeremy she has are not good pictures. No, they like, like uh, are them pictures of his of face. None of them he's none of them he's posing, none of them he's even smiling, none of them he's like looking at the camera. He's he's always like got got some sort of like looking off into space or looking in multiple directions or like dazed and confused look on his face that's like that it, yeah, this one good picture of jeremy would probably be worth you know a couple dozen of the bad ones i don't know uh, yeah don't that know was my point exactly
3: she could have just deleted the <laughs> the Jer- picture she already had of jeremy on her phone no. but no she doesn't so you know whatever candace is gonna candace uh this episode was not great for her no yeah. Say the,
2: the cool thing about the uh the thumb wrestling fight is is the announcer slash referee, uh they actually got the voice of Michael Buffer, who is who's like the the well-known boxing announcer who's who's like known for saying, Let's get ready to rumble. Oh, okay. Uh, that that guy is is the guy who they got for this episode. So so really they got two really great cameos in this episode with, with
0: oh, Michael yeah,
2: Buffer. Yeah, I didn't and know Amanda about Holyfield. the announcer
3: at all. That was yeah. really cool yeah was there anything else we want to talk about this or are we ready to move on back to Perry? Uh, th- just just
2: like the 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 picture or the the picture that jeremy's posing for is very funny uh because like he's he's sort of like standing on one foot and balancing and it looks like he's got like these sodas are balanced on top of each other and these corn dogs are ba- balanced on top of each other and standing on end uh like he wants candace to take a picture of this because it looks impressive and then he sees her walk by, and he just kind of like sets his other hand down and puts his arms down to his side, and you can see that like the the corn dogs that he had like balancing are just like like glued to his arms or glued to each other or something. Like they're still all stuck together, but they're they're just like he, he, he was faking it all of the balancing. Uh, it's, it's like a fun little
3: little visual thing. Yeah, that probably would have been a worthwhile picture, but oh well. So meanwhile, back to Perry and Schmerz. Perry reaches Doof on the screen slaver Jumbotron thing that he has going on. And uh, uh, Perry and, B- or Phineas and Buford start their fight, and Buford is kicking Phineas's butt. Is that fair to say?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's yeah. not
0: even close. What's, what's it called? The Boston Shakedown or something? Uh, the Boston Belt Sander belt sander yeah wow
3: yeah maybe phineas should have gone to the bullying uh, gym
1: and gotten yeah, his training done should there
2: gondo wedgies
1: i mean yeah. i find the boston belt sander to be an illegal move if i'm being honest <laughs> I mean, it's it's very clear like whatever whatever they show uh buford's face of him like feeling triumphant like drilling um Phineas's thumb into the into the mat or whatever. It's very clear that his he has removed his arm from the ring. Like yeah, whatever there is a hole in the ring, specifically formed their thumbs, and all of a sudden his arm is all the way over the ropes, drilling down onto Phineas's thumb. How is that fair?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I guess when you're a bully, you don't got to play by the rules.
1: Well, yeah, it's why- true.
2: There's yeah. a, a, another funny thing that uh, I very rarely, like, keep track of, of sort of the beat-by-beat the beat things of what's happening every time Perry and Doofenshmirtz fight each other. It's usually just like, oh, there's, there's some punching going on and some kicking going on. Um, but this one, Perry has, like, two of those, like, party noisemakers that, like, you blow through them and the paper sort of rolls out. And he's, like, blowing in these two noisemakers that are hitting Doofenshmirtz in the face. Uh that that was another uh a good visual that I and a good bit of animation that I enjoyed.
3: Yeah, and uh, in between the uh thumb wrestling rounds, uh Evander Holyfield is like trying to give Phineas like a pep talk and even he's yeah. like starting like I don't think this is gonna work out for you. <laughs>
2: it's, it's not going well.
3: <laughs> yeah. And so Candace also finally gets there, takes a picture. De- of course, she doesn't bother to check, hey, did I actually get a good shot? Is my thumb covering the lens, perhaps? Mm-hmm. But no, she's like, OK, I got it. I it Phineas is that- in
0: the phone, just to be clear. Like, she, she covers half of Phineas's face, but she still gets some of it.
3: Yeah, but you can't see what he's doing. Oh, of course so not. But
2: it's, it's very reminiscent of, of the race car episode where where Candace gets the souvenir photo and doesn't check it before she goes <laughs> to show her mom that it actually is like some, some bit of like conclusive evidence.
3: Yeah, and like in between Linda's sets, she goes and shows her the picture and Linda's like, that's your thumb. And she, Candace is just like, whatever, I'm dragging you with me to outside the mall to go see for yourself. Um, so uh, we I guess we go back to Doof and Schmerz. Doof plans to uh, smush Perry's face with ice cream, but then Perry summons a whale using the whistles and the whale like knocks over the ice cream overboard. And yeah. it, It's Phineas in the face.
2: <laughs> it lands on Phineas, and, and Buf- Buford is like, "This is this is good." You you now both of us have ice cream has fallen on us. We have both been publicly humiliated. We're uh, even, Stephen. He says,
1: "Yeah." Is,
3: that's yeah, and Perry uses the distraction to get back onto the on top of the jumbotron thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. So, uh, meanwhile, Buford, uh, yeah. So the propeller detaches from the, 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 slaveinator, um, and then, uh, uh, what's his face? Doofenshmirtz carries himself off, and he's able to save himself with his balloons, I guess, and Perry follows him. Um, and then I guess more action ensues. I'm very bad at writing out the action scene.
2: So. But mm-hmm. Basically, in, in, in the scuffle, they, they hit the button, the, uh, like, clean up button that Doofenshmirtz had planned earlier uh so all of the people who are watching the brawl at the mall they they get you know hypnotized or 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 mind controlled or whatever to to you know start cleaning up so they they start cleaning up the the boxing ring and everything and someone's like oh I'll I'll take care of the whale yeah they go to clean up the whale (laughs) By yourself. yeah
3: and then of course uh candace shows up with her mom only to find that everything the fight's over everything's been cleaned up and linda is uh not pleased with this mm-hmm.
2: so th- this is at least something i have written down on my on my candace gaslight watch for the episode uh is is and and some of this is is partially her fault uh the the taking the picture with her thumb covering the lens uh, but also, it's like the fact that people cleaned it up so quickly, I, I think is one of the things where, where we would normally track as as part of the Candace Gaslight
1: watch here.
3: Yeah. But honestly, this wasn't a bustable offense. She didn't, not really. she didn't have to bust her brothers every time. Like, I think yeah. we'll get more into this as we cover more episodes, but not everything needs to be busted, Candace. True. Uh, anyway, Buford asks Phineas if he wants to do another thumb wrestling match, but Phineas says that you know, we just do something different every day, we keep moving forward. Uh-huh. And then, uh, Ferb says a line here, and I actually wrote it down. He says, Sharks have to continue to move forward or they're drown. And then Buford takes offense to this, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's like, Are you calling me a shark?
3: Yeah, and then, uh, but. He, Ferb uses some sort of like maneuver to like get to like
2: I don't like know a, like a nerve pinch or something like yeah
3: that. something and he like that like and he, like, passes out yeah and Buford passes out and he's like well what happened and then Ferb says well he was all up in my face and I guess that's the end of the episode
0: yeah kind of a, ended know? abruptly.
3: It really
2: did. Yeah. the The other funny thing I have written down is is whenever uh, Buford is like making up with with Phineas, he calls him Dinner Bell. He <laughs> gives him the nickname Dinner Bell, <laughs> just like because he has a triangle shaped head. That that made me laugh a lot. So, yeah, I think I think that's it for the episode. Yeah. This no. one had had like a lot more iconic things than I remembered it having going into it. I, yeah. I, I if you had asked me before, I didn't know that this was Valjeet's debut. I wouldn't have told you that this was the episode with the, the backstory of his his parents not showing up to his birth, uh, which which I think is, is my favorite, at, at least my favorite backstory so far. We'll we'll see. It's how not hard. It, There's
0: only that in the Doom um, in, the, in the Gnomes.
2: Right, right. But but it it might for a while be one of my more favorite backstories. So it, this episode, all in all, it was okay.
1: Yeah, but um, I think it had,
2: think? It, had, it, had oh. it had a lot of uh iconic things in it. Yeah. <laughs> For
1: But yes, I, I agree that this this episode was iconic. Um his backstory was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I want to know
2: Definitely who would the win- better the better part of the episode here is the is the different stuff. Yeah, that's
3: easily the best part of easily. the
0: episode. Who would win a thumb more? Will or Nate? Nathan, I don't know if you go by Nate. Sorry. I go by Nathan. Nathan, Nathan or William, who would win?
2: Uh, I don't know. He he's very good at Mario Party, so I feel yeah. like he has the the hand more thumb. than I do.
0: You have a wet thumb.
1: A
3: nimble thumb. Oh. Yeah, well, seeing as how I know Nathan the best out of all of us, I say he's got this in the bag.
2: Thank yeah. you. That's fine. We'll have to have our own our own brawl at the mall in in
0: Epcot. At Epcot, yeah. Um, which country? I want to see it. Ooh. I want to see it in um France. That's me too. too.
2: By the by the Eiffel Tower. Works yeah. For
0: me. Okay. Well, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back after this song.
1: go brawl at the
0: mall okay welcome back everybody we're going to be talking about uh what is this lights candace action lights
2: candace action okay i've i've got a lot of notes on this but i think it's i, I think there's even less in this, this episode.
0: episode felt like five minutes long not yeah. really did.
2: and and i i think i think it was actually longer than the other episode but it did not feel that way yeah uh so so broad strokes of what happens in this episode and and we may or may not stop down on some specifics, but broad strokes is that you know Candice uh, is has been trying out these lines for her drama club, uh, for for her favorite play, the princess, the princess sensibilities. Man, that's that's really is a tongue twister, the princess sensibilities.
3: Yeah, is that a play on sense and sensibility, or like? I, I think characters? it is a little, I
2: little
0: bit. bit. I also I think it's can. probably like Princess and the Frog, or Princess and the Pea, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, that it's makes like sense. all those.
2: Uh, so, so Candice, Candice is is trying her lines for for this play. Uh, she finds out that they're shooting a movie of this play nearby, so she goes to audition for the play. Uh, come to find out that Phineas and Ferb are directing the play, and they want to turn it into yeah. the Curse of the Princess Monster. Uh, so she's starring in this in this movie about the Curse of the Princess Monster, uh, which is not at all what she expected the movie to be. Uh, and then, and then at the same time uh doofenshmirtz has has gone quiet so so perry is going to investigate Leave why
0: my man alone he was just honestly, making some cheese honestly <laughs> uh,
2: you know perry goes to investigate why doofenshmirtz is so quiet turns out he's just trying to make some cheese yeah. uh, he, he's trying to make some cheese and he invents uh the the age acceleratorinator to advance the aging process of this cheese um, and, and in the process, you know, Perry eats all of his cheese and they, they fight each other and, and then they, they, the age accelerator age acceleratorinator shoots all of these teens who are, who are screening the movie and the teens turn into like senior citizens. The senior citizens say they hate the movie. Uh, so, so the movie, oh, yeah, the yeah, movie's done, the us. movie's scrapped. Uh so so Phineas and Ferb turn it into their own little YouTube monster movie. Uh and it gets very popular and people start recognizing Candace as the, the swamp monster of Danville. And that's the end of the episode. There it is in two minutes.
3: Yay! Woo, okay.
2: What's it called? Uh, the can... Age Inator inator? Age Accelerator Innator.
0: Which is a mouthful. Accelerator This is this is
2: definitely one of the more like like ridiculously named inators, where you or you can this is kind of where they start just adding inator to the end of everything
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: which i think is is kind of iconic uh so we can we can go maybe a little bit slower through it this time so so candace is is like reading these lines and these lines are are i think supposed to be almost like like shakespeare lines so yeah so her line she says to think to dream and whether tis nobler to love, I know not. Uh, and I think both of these are are kind of like parodies in some way of like the Hamlet uh, to be or not to be speech. Mm-hmm. It's like whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune or something something like that. I, th- I think these are both like making, uh, like sort of referencing that speech. So it feels like a very sort of Shakespearean play that she's. That she's auditioning for
3: yeah honestly I don't remember any of the Shakespeare we covered all I remember is in 12th grade we did cover Hamlet and we all got assigned parts and I was Rosencrantz and my mm-hmm. best friend in class was Guildenstern and then we both died and we were like the best part of that class nice.
0: just we stand I have but, a Shakespeare story
3: sure ooh. I was
0: in a comedy of errors and I played the nun Slash, I think her name is Amelia. The birth mother of the twins. Um, of the, okay. One of the twins or whatever. Um, and they made me a drunk nun. And it was fun. And I had Yay! a southern accent. And I was in drag. And it was fun. Great time. One of fun. the most soothing feelings is getting put stage makeup put on you. I don't know mm-hmm. if either of you. Like, it's just soothing. You're just in the chair. And maybe I was born to be on stage. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I never I never have had stage makeup put on me but I imagine it'd be like a similar feeling of like getting a haircut or something like that or, or like having someone else shampoo your hair that is an incredibly nice also feeling. a weirdly
0: yeah. soothing feeling yeah. is when like the the doctor's like breathe in breathe out like in the, the cold te- <laughs> not yeah. the telescope the third what's it called stethoscope? stethoscope, stethoscope the cold thing is like on your body and they're like I don't know. It just feels, like, soothing. Yeah. I don't know. Is that weird? Whatever. Don't kink shame. No,
2: I know what you mean. <laughs> Everyone's into something. <laughs> um, okay, so... so. Uh, uh, Candace walks outside after after practicing these lines and, and she sees that, that Phineas and Ferb are, are making this, like, miniature monster movie where they have, like, a, a monster... Uh, it, it, It's all like a very small scale. Like, they have this monster puppet in this toy city of this almost like it's almost like they're trying to make like a small kaiju movie or something. Mm-hmm. It's like Godzilla like characters is, is sort of terrorizing the city. Or maybe yeah. it's a gorilla. I I typed in gorilla, but I think that's, I, I think that auto corrected Godzilla. I think it was, I think I typed in Godzilla oh. in my notes.
0: Maybe you just misspelled Nathan. Okay. <laughs>
3: I came here Nathan, are time. you gonna just take that?
0: <laughs> no, Nathan, fight back! Fight back! We can. Here, here's my thumb. I
1: haven't had dinner. I'm tired. Oh, okay.
2: I You're won. talking away from the mic. I
1: can't hear you. Oh well, I won.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: okay. I, I don't know why it didn't pick me up. That's great. Uh
2: so so Candice, she she goes to to, um. Well, they f- they find out that uh, that uh, the movie's being shot downtown they're shooting the movie version of this play that, that Candace loves uh so she she just like wants to go and see if she can be in the movie and just like talks to the producer of the movie and was like hey I want to be in your movie and
0: he's, and he's like, like no. well
2: <laughs> he's like well my lead actress just quit so we do need someone so she she reads the the only two lines that she knows he's like well you already know your lines
0: but uh, she'll yeah, she'll work sure. for free right
2: yeah, yeah, which is like a
3: terrible idea.
2: Literally, like, really is?
0: Is. get the union standard, lady. You are an actor, screen actors guild. That shit. Sorry. Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> At least get paid scale. Yeah. But yeah, I have wanted <laughs> to talk about that too. That she, that the director's like, well, you do know your. That line. is child. She said, she said two lines. <laughs> she what do you, she only what knew two she lines. She no wonder,
0: no wonder the lead actress quit. You're an idiot. There's also like child laws, labor laws that he's not following. Uh, yeah, she should be compensated. But... Her mother isn't there, like for legal. Did she
3: contract. even sign a contract?
0: No, this uh, She would probably like some... us get a
2: contract, but not at not at this point.
0: Honestly, um, this is a sketchy movie site. Like, really is this is. like
3: a commentary on how the Disney Channel original movie?
0: <laughs> I feel attacked. Did Did
2: Ashley Tisdale do High School Musical for free? Will uh, she not. get paid enough? She deserves a lot of money for her work. Um, Believe
3: but uh, me, is uh, I
0: feel attacked. I feel attacked. No, I was gonna say this is like those people who want to be like actresses, and then they find a Craigslist ad, and then it's not <laughs> what they think at all.
2: Yeah uh so so um the the producer's like okay great um you know if if my lead actress i don't have to pay an actress i can use this money to hire the hottest new directors in town uh of course we know who those directors are going to be um but but before we get the reveal that that phineas and ferb are actually directing the movie uh Candace is like sitting down and and like getting ready for for going on set and like someone's doing her hair and someone's doing her makeup and and someone comes up and he's like here's here's your contract and your bagel uh and here's your your dialogue coach Antoine and your your swimming stand-in named Nikki she apparently has like a stand-in for all of the the swimming scenes in this movie yeah. do you think when uh, she got the
0: contract and the bagel she was like seeds baby
2: seeds baby
0: <laughs> No, that's what uh, the, the sketchy Craigslist guy said.
2: Seeds, baby. So she can then uh, go and film her scenes, baby. Yep. Good uh, one. <laughs> uh, but then the the last thing is her her personal trainers are uh, these licekins, Olga and Chicago Joe. <laughs> Love them. Just,
1: uh, it's like, Chicago it's Chicago like these,
0: tiny little,
2: these tiny little lice who one of them just says, like, charmed, I'm sure. And the other one's like, drop and give me 20. Um... I think it was Chicago Joe that says drop and give me 20.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but, uh, you know, Candace is upset that, that Phineas and Ferb are the directors. Uh, she's like, aren't, aren't they a little young to be Hollywood directors? And, and the producer's like, I don't care if they're in diapers. If they got a uh, hundred million hits on their website, they, I don't care how young they are.
0: Yeah. Yet
1: another issue with this director.
2: Bad this disease.
0: man needs to be in jail.
2: Maybe that that's that's like a commentary on on you know the current uh climate of social media, where where like you know you see all these like failed projects that that like the DiBelio sisters have been in, or like if if they tried to make a TV show with Addison Ray just because she's popular, that like like these shows they they get these these young people who have huge followings but uh if they're not actually good or talented then uh you know they're doomed to fail
0: i have something to say yes. this man worse than will schuster and needs to be in prison immediately <laughs>
2: <laughs> really that. that's, that's, that's hard to be worse than will schuster i mean
0: <laughs> very hard but he does this it. Man he does
2: um, we also get another a cool, cool bit of uh, Isabella is like Phineas and Ferb's agent. Yeah. Uh, so like she's on the phone with a bunch of like movie producers and directors and, and there's a scene of her being this like important business lady, uh, which which is very, very fun.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I love that scene. I love that she was just a hard ass and was like, she no, really you're going to meet my demands. It uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of reminds me of like I feel like there was a Drake and Josh episode where Megan teamed up with them to like be either their mm-hmm. agent or something like she had more, like they worked together and she was like, no, you get me what I want now and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh,
2: Perry goes to stop Dr. Schwartz, even though he hasn't been doing anything.
0: Yeah. Just uh, man, leave the man alone.
2: He like, he like breaks down his door. <laughs> he breaks down his door. Um, And and Doofenshmirtz is like Perry the Platypus. This time you're gonna pay, and he's like, "No, seriously, you broke through my wall, even though it was just unlocked. You could have knocked first. Uh, You're gonna pay." So Perry gives him money for the door, and he's like, "Well, it's not just drywall. That door is solid oak." And so Perry gives him a little bit more money.
3: Yeah, I think uh, the the money he gives him first are like all ones, and then like when he gives him more money, they're all tens.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I feel like he still probably didn't give him enough money for,
0: no. for
3: doors are
2: probably more expensive than I think they are. I don't know how much a door costs. Yeah. I would if you made me guess, I would probably guess too low.
0: I don't remember if Navi talked about this in the last episode, but I also just loved a little moment of Candace giving Phineas and Fred like, here's your money, squirrels, get out. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's your cut. <laughs> like um, just like a quick aside, because I don't remember if I added my input, even if you talked about it but that just kind of reminded me of like the money for the doors and the money for facing for their budget. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh so so Schwartz says he's, you know, he's given up evil to pursue the art of of cheese making. and he's he's making this King. this family recipe of stinky limburger cheese. Um but the only problem is this cheese has to has to age for 58 and a half years.
0: Who uh, tracks this stuff in real life like aged cheese aged like the, like what if multiple generations die if it's like a 200 year old aged wine like yeah i don't know who, like do they like i don't know if the record keeping in the 1790s Because
2: like, like the record keeping now you would probably put things in a computer yeah uh, but they didn't do that whenever they started aging it so i don't know are they well, still like carving into stones like like <laughs> maybe is this is when it started I, I don't know if it's if it's a very aged thing uh, so so he invents the the age accelerator inator to to make this cheese age faster. Um, and it, it, at this point here here we get you know a, a bunch of scenes in a row of of Candace filming uh, and then really kind of kind of like not treating her well on the scene. like it, a, a lot of things that you would expect they would have like a stunt double for or something. Uh, but but Candace is like dressed up as the princess monster. And they're they're like throwing uh toy airplanes at her, they're to- throwing plumbing supplies at her. They're yeah, like a starving the budget? monkey to chase after her.
3: Yeah, what is the budget of this movie? Like it it seems pretty cheaply made.
0: I mean they're filming yeah. in Danville, so probably not great. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
3: they're probably getting that uh tax credit. Tax incentives, something.
0: yeah. Mm. Um, I I, wa- I did want to say that when the plumbing falls on Candace Buford, was somewhere standing silently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there, there, was a, f- a funny line when they're whenever they're throwing the the like sinks at her and things. or like, it's the the space armada from the planet Plumbing Supplies. <laughs> it's attacking Candace the monster. Yeah, See, and then the the very last thing they do, which is which is like terribly evil is like, okay, now you're going to be attacked by 800 cubic feet of rats, spiders, and snakes. And then Candace is like, obviously upset that they're about to pour all of these things on her. And Phineas is like, oh, relax. They're made out of rubber. And then she walks away. He's like, well, at least the snakes are. Uh, So she she still gets like real spiders and real rats dumped on her just for the filming of this movie.
3: Yeah, and forced method acting there.
2: Yeah, it's like all of these things I feel like they they could have had a stunt double or CGI to do it instead. Especially cuz we'll we'll see later that that like so much of this gets fixed in the editing room anyway.
1: I feel like Phineas and Ferb just used this opportunity to mess with Candace cuz they're like we we know she's going to want to be in this movie real bad, so let's just change it and just beat her up pretty much. that's what it seems like it seems it seems pretty like deliberately
2: evil on their part yeah you could argue that that phineas and ferb are more evil than doofenshmirtz in this episode
1: yeah because like what what is candace gonna do complain she really wants to be in this movie candace needs to go to the union
2: (laughs) really (laughs) yeah she if she were in the union she would get paid non-zero money (laughs) and she wouldn't have all these live animals attacking her uh, so they they have one one more scene where like they're they're like pouring this magical dust on Candace and there's like a like a wind machine and they say they're they're going to dump flower petals on her but instead it's it's more plumbing supplies. <laughs> uh, and it's it's to the point where like she forgets her lines and and like doesn't do her lines very well. Uh, but they they end up fixing it all in post. Um, and this like post edited scene of Candace is is very funny. What the like final cut of the movie looks like, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's like an actual like real life photo of a castle, and then it's a real life photo of Ashley Tisdale like fake moving her mouth uh, to where Candace yeah. actually looks like real life mm-hmm. Ashley Tisdale.
3: Yeah, it's like Angela Anaconda esque that animation yeah. of
1: moving. <laughs> Which, which I found the post-edit uh, to be very hilarious because wh- whenever I was younger, when this show first came out, I didn't know much about actresses, actors, things like that. So I never, I never got that reference um, the first time I watched it. But the, them using Ashley Tisdale's real face, who is also the voice of Candace in the actual show, was, was such a great reference and I thought it was hilarious.
2: Yeah, that was great. Um, so yeah, they, they fix it all in post. Candace looks like Ashley Tisdale. Uh, she really loves it. Uh, they're going to go screen the movie. Uh, they're, they're sort of showing it to this focus group of teens. And he says, you know, a lot's riding on this. Uh, if, if the audience loves it, we're good to go. If the audience hates it, we're cutting the movie. Uh, so this is this is where Doofenshmirtz and Perry are now fighting. Uh, Doofenshmirtz shows that the the age Ader can work. Uh, he first does it like on this baby who's on a seesaw and turns it into this like giant baby. Um, but then he he does it on the cheese and he he makes the cheese and he's like, I you know I'll I'll give Perry the platypus some of the cheese, um, but you know be warned, it's really good cheese. You're you're gonna want to eat a lot of it um so so you know perry perry eats all of the cheese and doofenshmirtz gets mad that he eats all of the cheese uh so he's he's like i you know i i invented this for cheesemaking purposes uh but now you have forced me to wield it in anger uh and this mm-hmm. is where where they're they're sort of struggling and he he shoots the audience of the the screening of the movie and they become old people who really hate the movie
3: yeah i'm surprised that perry ate the entire thing of cheese i didn't think he would be a cheese guy
2: yeah it was like i mean granted i i like sympathize with him i myself can eat a lot of cheese
3: me too Uh, like i a charcuterie is like my thing i love it yeah but in fact i had
2: only cheese for dinner yesterday (laughs) i I had i had some some really good uh, so i always say cheese and crackers i have some pretty good pretty good uh uh uh, white cheddar cheese that I got from Trader Joe's mm-hmm. uh, and on this white cheddar cheese I put some like uh, balsamic vinegar on top of it mm-hmm. uh, and then Trader Joe's also has these crackers that are uh, raisin and rosemary crackers uh, mm-hmm. which are really tasty and and really good with this cheese and that's that's what I had for dinner yesterday
3: yeah I will say if uh, when we're allowed to travel again I would like to go to the ever fabled uh, Trader Joe's because we don't have those where
0: I live yeah <laughs> So play. we
3: can also make a pit stop there on our way to Epcot. For sure. Uh, so uh,
2: this is the part that that the rest of this episode feels kind of like yada yada eat to me where, where like uh, nothing huge really happens. It's just a lot of them trying to tie up the loose ends of the episode. Mm-hmm. The, the, the innator blows up. It makes both Doofenshmirtz and Perry very old. But Perry the Platypus is wearing this age accelerator-inator-proof suit. So he doesn't actually turn old. Uh, but Doofenshmirtz is old. that he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. It's already 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's, he's old and going to bed early. Uh, and then it turns out Phineas and remade the movie as, as the, the swamp monster of Danville. And they, they posted it to their website. And it's getting a ton of hits. Uh, and and Phineas is like oh ev- everyone we know has seen this and, you know Candace is upset at first because like it makes her look like this monster and not like the princess she wanted to look like uh, so she's she's kind of worried that you know everyone's going to see it and think she's some monster uh, and and Phineas says you know fame is fleeting and Ferb's like but the internet is forever uh, and that's that's how the episode ends. There's there's a credit scene where like everyone notices Candace as the SWAT monster of Danville, but they mm-hmm. think it's actually like really cool that she's yeah. this this monster character in the movie. Um, but that's that's kind of it. That's how that's how the episode ends. Any, yeah. any thoughts on it?
3: I mean, it was like a pretty you know whatever mm-hmm. episode. Of, I would even go as far as to say it's like below average. I don't know. Uh, Nathan, I think so. Too. You- yeah, what did you, you think, know, Nathan?
1: I mean, I didn't really feel like anything in this particular episode stood out. I mean, his inator isn't isn't that wow? Not not much wow factor to me. Um,
3: See, I like the inator because I'm all about the cheese. So, like, I would want to own the age accelerator inator just for that mm-hmm. aspect alone. Uh, but we'll get into that when we get into our rankings.
2: Yeah. I also, I also like really like, well, we'll talk about this in the rankings that I, I have this, this and eight are pretty high, but overall the episode, you know, I, I didn't hate it, but I, I, you know, it it was hurt by the fact that there wasn't like a song in it. It's one of the few episodes that doesn't have a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just overall kind of, kind of meh. And, and this, this was another one that in, in our feedback, uh, Giovanni said, you know, uh, what what do you say? As 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 for the episodes themselves, Raging Bully is better, but neither of these episodes would make my top finny top fifty Phineas and Verb episodes. And I think that's that's a pretty accurate take. I think I think they're both uh, good episodes, uh, but maybe by the time all is said and done, maybe below average from from what we can see that Phineas and Verb can do.
3: Yeah, I agree with that as well. Anything else to add, Nathan?
1: I mean, like, I I, I totally agree because like neither of their um big things that they're gonna do today. Or like they're there two things that they do. They're they're not that incredible. Like they're they're not going out of their way like building a roller coaster or making a beach or becoming international superstars. They're they're just thumb wrestling and making a movie that they that someone else was already making. They're just directing it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah it was pretty similar to part one of last week's episode uh, with the uh, are you my mummy where they didn't yeah they were trying to like find the mummy or whatever but the whole chain of events was started because Candace is too clumsy and she just knocked herself over if she was just paying attention and was not being a crazy person uh the episode would have been very bland and I feel like in this instance the episodes were very bland if uh, Buford hadn't taken offense to Phineas dropping his ice cream on his lap and with the whole uh, movie thing that Phineas and Ferb didn't end up getting hired for this movie to direct it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, let's get into some rankings. So just a reminder, we always do our inventions activities, our fire safety badges. So this episode, we won't add any because there weren't any. Um, Inators, doof backstory, songs, and episodes. So let's start with... Um, Let's start with the inventions and activities. So in this episode, we had our thumb war and our making a movie. So yeah, who wants to go first?
2: Uh, I, can, I can hop in first. So
0: okay.
2: um, I think it, neither of these are like super top, top tier things for me. I think, I think the, the movie director thing is, is hurt a little bit by the fact that the, the movie isn't you know the best quality movie. Uh, but I, th- I think the idea of you know uh, becoming big time movie directors is still is still admirable. Uh, the the brawl at the mall thumb wrestling thing I, I have pretty low uh, just because it, it is cool that they you know built a big stadium and everything. Um, but overall it's 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 less of an invention thing and more of a like they're they're you know settling some score, defending Belgie. Uh, so, I put uh, being movie directors as number five right in between roller coaster and cattle drive. And I put Brawl at the Mall, Thumb Wrestling as number eight in between the race car and Mount Rushmore.
0: Okay. Um, so, for me, I put as a film and TV major who hopes to create movies, um, the other, there are some other things that look more fun and like more spontaneous. But at the end of the day, even though I didn't love the movie they created i like the concept and i think that would be one of the top things i would want to do um i'm debating if i want to move roller coaster because i would want to ride the roller coaster but i wouldn't want to make the roller coaster mm-hmm. um so at, right as it stands i have it at number four between one hit wonder and roller coaster though and then for thumb more i also have it at number eight between cows and mount rushmore um with mummy coming in the dead last um it's just like i feel like it's better than looking at would, a statue of presidents
2: too, i was i was back and forth but uh four and five between the roller coaster and the movie director
0: yeah what about you navi
3: so i do have movies pretty high actually because like yeah like as you talked about the movie itself was like very bad but if it's like something that like we if i personally writ- wrote or like envisioned or whatever i would think it would be a lot of fun so i actually put movies at number three between swinter and race car um as for the thumb wrestling i put it at number seven between cows and roller coaster
0: okay perfect uh Nathan i think man. i think
3: we're all kind of the
2: same as yeah you know, I, I guess Na- nathan doesn't have the yeah the i don't ex- yeah.
0: i don't
1: have un- all so
2: you, you <laughs> can just kind of like tier it maybe yeah we, uh, I, I think all of us kind of had had directors I mean, as, as yeah. mid-tier to high tier and yeah and, and, i uh,
1: mean i i i kind of agree that ju- just the the concept of making a movie sounds fun um so like i, I would also put it um like a slightly upper tier but then the 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 thumb wrestling um, is just not not very planned, very much an um, impulse. Um, not not even much an impulse. More more of a forced. Okay, I guess that's what we're gonna do today because uh-huh. they they didn't plan that. It was more so um, Buford bullying him into we're gonna fight today.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, not, not very high for me. The only
3: redeeming factor of that is that Evander Holyfield was, like,
1: Yes, uh, absolutely.
0: For sure, yeah. So next we have our fire safety badges, and we'll get right next to our next thing because there's nothing to add to that. Uh, so our nators, and I, I I would like to go first here. Um, yeah. I kind of said this earlier, Slavenator, number 10, last place. It would be hard to beat it, just name alone. Um I, and, like, the concept, I didn't love it. Um, and I just felt like it was not cool to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Age Acceleratorinator is number three, only behind Meltinator 65000 and Termite Controlling Helmet, which needs a better name, but I think is more memorable. Um, Age Acceleratorinator, I think, is just up there by name alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I originally had it under Woodinator, but I'm like, I need to remember what the Woodinator was. Um, mm-hmm. So, and... Let's see, do I remember what the deflatinator is? Yes, do I remember what the destructinator is? It's the gnomes, right?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> see, I remembered. Okay. Navi, what about you? Where would you have everything?
3: So, I would put the uh the age anator or not the age anator. The age accelerator anator. <laughs> at number three between deflatinator and destructinator because I like the idea of getting to age my own cheese as a cheese lover. Um, as for the slavinator, it's tough because like if it had a different name, it would probably be pretty up there for me. Uh-huh. I think the name brings it down. Uh-huh. I don't know if I want to, do I want to put it at number 10? See, th- I haven't decided yet.
2: I, um, I sort of I, I sort of split the difference a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I, um, know like the idea of it is is okay. The the uh, fact that it ties into my favorite backstory so far gets a lot of points. Uh, techno- technologically, uh, it's very impressive. So that gets a lot of points. Uh, but the name the name pulls it down a lot. Um, I think with a rebrand it would be very good. Um, but just the name of it is terrible. So I, I split the difference between those two things a little bit. And I put it at number seven uh, in between the the giant building robot from last week and the the magnetism magnifier.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So let's see. At number five, so, or... Yeah, number six so far. I have terminate termite controlling helmet, and then at number seven I have magnetism magnifier. I guess I'll slot it in between those two for now. And if I have if I have other thoughts, I'll move it around. But for now, I'll just slot it between those two, and Perfect. it'll be my new number six.
0: Yeah, and then for Doof backstories, are we all in agreement that number one is birthday, number two is gnomes, or does anyone have a different opinion? Oh yeah, That's opinion? birthday
1: is one hundred percent number one.
0: Yeah, I will. Okay. I
2: will also say that uh, the age accelerator acceleratorinator I put it number two, uh, right number behind two. the meltonator six and right ahead of the destructinator. Uh, I, I I think the the fact that Doofenshmirtz wasn't using it for evil is is very cool. Uh, the fact that he was using it for cheese I'm a big fan of, um, and it was also just very impressive. Uh, so I I have it at, at number two.
0: Okay, perfect. And so next we have the songs. Um, so as we established last week, Gitchy Goo is number 1. Um today we're adding Just He's a Bully, correct?
2: Yeah, it's the only there, there was yeah. no song in the second half. There was there was a little bit of like, like an opera song in in the first episode, but it was it was one not not really like an original song and only, only like it was it was based on an already existing opera. Yeah. It it wasn't really treated it it was more treated as like know, cinematic overscoring music than it was any sort of like original music break.
0: Yeah, makes so sense. I, I
2: didn't add that in there. I only added He's a Bully.
0: Yeah, Um. for me, I'm between 10 and 11 for He's a Bully, honestly, because the, the visuals are memorable, but I couldn't tell you one line of the song. But Go Phineas, Go, I feel like is more memorable as a song, but not as visually interesting. So I want to hear what you all have to say first, and then maybe I'll finalize my slots.
2: Uh, so I, I love the the imagery of all of this. I also, like, really love the line, uh, it's time to get into shape, and by shape, I don't mean a triangle. He rhymes, uh, triangle with, uh, you know, if you want to avoid being mangled. Yeah. Um, I, I like that line a great deal. Uh, and, it, like, at the same time, it's, it shows, like, a picture of Phineas's head. It's, like, a triangle, and then it has a picture of a triangle. It has, like, one of those circles with a line through it yeah uh, so for that line alone i i enjoy it um but it's it's not as memorable as a lot of the other songs we have i have the song at number eight in between number seven backyard beach and number nine i'm lindana i want to have fun
0: justice for lindana i listened to that a lot last week um navi mm-hmm. what about you yeah
3: the song is third last for me uh go go f- Phineas is still number, uh, is still in last place, followed by Candace's song. And then I slotted that one right above it. Yeah. Uh
0: Even though Will's defending the lyrics, I still don't remember how the tune goes. And while it's visually appearing, I can sing Go Phineas in my head. So I think I'm just like, by that, I'll switch them also Uh to like, add a little diversity to our list because yeah, i feel that's like fair. that's fair um just to keep things interesting but honestly the last three songs are kind of not that memorable like everything backyard beach and higher on my list is memorable to me mm-hmm. um and then lastly we have uh our episodes um so we're adding raging bully and lights candace action uh does anyone have theirs solidified yet or should i go first
2: uh you can you can go ahead i think i've got mine
0: okay so just for everyone to remember i have gnome lawn beach at number one I'm not going to say the whole episode title swinter at two flop stars at three and then currently in last is the fast and the phineas and congratulations the fast and the phineas i put lights candace action below you and mm-hmm. i remember liking it a lot more when i was younger but like the episode felt so short and full, like devoid of plot for the most part yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. it felt like very filler episode like something that could slot in that it, there wasn't as much thought in this week. I don't know. This week was kind of a downer because I also put Raging Bully at number eight, just above The Fast and The Phineas. So something about these two episodes were a little unmemorable. And maybe it's because they didn't really do something super epic, like of their own creation. They got hired to direct a movie. They like got roped into Fighting Buford. They didn't like, there was no, I know what we're going to do today sort of moment. Uh-huh. Um, and no songs to like boost them. So I don't know that's that's kind of where i'm leaning with that
2: uh so i have i have i also have lights candace action pretty low uh i have it at number nine above uh candace loses her head but below the fast and the phineas i have i have reaching bully pretty close to the middle i i think you know overall it's it's um not as as exciting as some other episodes but it does have a lot of of redeeming qualities to it it is what introduces us to Baljit. it is um what gives us this very good Dr. Doofenshmirtz backstory um so I have that at number five I have Raging Bully at number five in between Slinter and
0: Are You My Mummy perfect and Navi
3: yeah so for me raging bully is at number seven between roller coaster and race car and i've been wrestling with where i wanted to I'm put wrestling. lights can i <laughs> where i've been wanting to put lights candace action and i'm like you know what screw it it's last on my ranking i i just couldn't bring myself to really care per se like it should have been something that appeals to me as someone who likes movies and like the movie making process but it just didn't and like the yeah. fact that like the doof schmertz of it all um didn't really help either like he was that. just minding yeah like he like it was the saving grace of the episode and even that wasn't enough to push it over the top for me so yeah it's uh, last place behind mount rushmore so
0: yeah um and with that, we close out our rankings. Nathan, how do you feel about? Uh, oh yeah, yeah go guess, ahead, Nathan. W-
2: tier wise, where do you have these episodes where do you have this song?
1: I mean, I don't, I don't entirely know if I can like give an accurate description because I'm not, I haven't watched the the previous episodes like the rest sure. of y'all. Um, I mean, I'd I'd probably say, um, Raging Bully is probably somewhere like. Probably like lower B tier, um, uh-huh. if just for the backstory. Um, yeah, and um, lights Candace action lower than that may somewhere in C tier, maybe mid uh-huh. to upper C tier, but like not not a lot of memorability there. So uh-huh. this you know, is currently it's, I mean, um,
0: it's unfortunate. my Candace taking photographs or bringing posters to Linda sort of a- tier like roller coaster, raging bully the fast and the phineas all next to each other um but yeah so that's our rankings does anyone have anything final to add about these episodes before we do plugs and stuff
2: uh i don't think we got some more good good feedback feedback, from giovanni that that we can maybe Mm -hmm. uh maybe maybe later we can we can touch on a little bit more about some of the the finer details of some of the parallels between this show and hey arnold Uh, which which i hadn't thought of before but now i i sort of want to think about a little bit more before before we talk about it
0: so i watched hey arnold but i feel like when i talk about millennials versus gen z sort of content i feel like hey arnold skews slightly more millennial um Mm -hmm. even though i watched
2: it why i why i know hey arnold because i like like i've seen
0: hey arnold um but (laughs) it's like i feel like I feel hey arnold is slightly more millennial than gen z but who knows we'll get into this all um and again shout out to giovanni for emailing us and tweeting us questions and our twitter is at what you doing pod um and all three of us tweet from it uh Mm -hmm. and again happy president's day to the one and only president that we care about candace flynn yeah yeah uh, uh,
3: happy uh, Family Day. Happy Nova Scotia Heritage Day. Happy Luriel Day. Happy whatever other days are-
2: To, to Candace Flynn and Candace days.
0: Flynn only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so should we do some plugs?
1: Yeah, uh, sure. sure. So
0: Nathan, let's start with you, our guest. Uh, plug whatever you want and then tell us something pop culture that you're consuming this week.
1: Um, I guess uh, follow me on Twitter, at um, Nathan underscore Davis 74. Um, I, don't, I don't really tweet a lot. Um, I'm usually retweeting a bunch of Williams tweets because they're, they're very funny. Um, you can also follow my Instagram at Nathan Follows Nick, which was um, solely created um, to follow someone else um, posting Who's about next? food on my story. Oh, okay. um, Nick, Nick is a friend of one of our other brothers um, who is a very good cook. And um, I solely made this account to follow his story of him making um, great food on his stories. Um, Pretty much uh, what I've been up to. Um, I can't really go outside, obviously, um, due to weather and COVID and whatnot. So um, the next best thing I've been doing is doing a rewatch of all of the big brother canada seasons um i just just started season two this morning Mm -hmm. Uh, so we we'll we'll see how it goes i've i've seen all of the seasons at one point in my life but it's been a while since i've watched them there's nothing else to do so i figured now would be a good time
0: all hail queen echo wong um Mm -hmm. yes uh will what about you fall off of your brother
2: uh, yeah, so you can, you can follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at Davis comma Will. Um, or you can follow the other, the other podcast that I do is everyone and their brother podcasts, uh, that, that I do with my other brother, uh, and, and, uh, two, two very good friends. Um, we're everywhere at EATB podcast or at EATB podcast.com. Uh, we didn't have an episode this week, um, just some scheduling things, but next week is our uh, annual awards show that we do I, the the, the AMPI awards. I think this is our fourth year in a row of doing this awards show. Uh, it's very fun. We almost always try and find a reason to give an award to Zendaya. Uh, we're, a, <laughs> we're, a, we're a Zendaya stan podcast. Good taste. Um, so so that I'm very excited for. Who needs the um, Emmys
0: when you have the the AMPI?
2: Yeah. It's, it's right there in awards season. Um, so pop culture wise, uh, still been, been listening or watching more of Nathan for you because of the Nathan for us podcast. I've also been listening to a lot of this, this podcast by uh, my very good friend, uh, Robert. Uh, he, he hosts the podcast called Run the Layers. That's all about creativity, uh, where he interviews different people and different creators about, you know, what they think about creativity. And their, you know, their, their views on creativity and the creative process. Uh, so, if you're at all interested in any kind of like content making, uh, he's got a whole first season out of of Run the Layers. Uh,
0: fun, fun. Cool to
2: check
3: out.
0: Yes, uh, Navi. Where can people hear more from you? See more from you?
3: You can follow me on Twitter at because I'm Navi. And don't feel bad, Nathan. I only retweet what you do in pod <laughs> stuff anyway, so it's all good. Um, I will not be on Angin there this week because the scheduling just didn't work out. But I will be on next week. Fingers yeah. crossed. Just I to clarify, be... there
0: there is no Angin there this week. Um, yeah, it's no not any. that Navi got bumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, or that they uh, ended up canceling their podcast like they talked about last episode. Uh, but After I will Jacob be Did Jacob lit the museum? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I will be back next week, uh, on their podcast next week, talking about the blind bandits. So I still get to talk about Toph. So I'm like, honestly, cool with that. Um, as for pop culture stuff, speaking of Evander, Holly, uh, field and Mike Tyson, I ended up <laughs> watching all of Mike Tyson mysteries. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love this <that> stuff. <laughs> uh it's super bizarre if you're into like the um adult swim brand of just weirdness i would highly recommend it it's it's Um, some of jim
2: rash's best work
0: it is i love jim rash yeah
3: Yeah. uh, So I I get the reason why I ended up watching is because like, I just randomly remembered that they canceled the show last year and I got really emo and I'm like, I want to watch it again. And then I ended Mm -hmm. up watching it. Norm Macdonald is super good (laughs) in the show too. Yeah. yeah. I've also been watching uh, an old YouTube. Well, not old. I guess it's kind of old. A YouTube series called uh, the most popular girls in school. Oh, with
2: the, with the Barbies.
3: Yeah, with the Barbies, it's so funny. Like The first three seasons especially were really great. Um, season four is kind of a dip in quality, but then I find season five is kind of a return to form. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend checking that out on YouTube, uh, The Most Popular Girls in School. I think people said it's like a mix between Mean Girls and Robot Chicken. Would you yeah. say that's a
2: fair? I could, I yeah. could, I could get that.
0: Sounds wild yeah. to me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it is wild.
2: I think you
0: would really like it, Felipe. I think think so. Um, Okay. So is it me now? Yeah. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, I just recorded a podcast with Naomi Calhoun where we did a discussion on why Abby Maria Gomez is an underrated survivor player and not just a great character. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know when she's going to post that, but stay tuned to the Mike White Was Rob podcast where I reveal one of my biggest secrets that I've never seen School of Rock um oh really yeah i just never like i i I know i should but i just never got around to it um Hmm. although miranda cosgrove was in it and i did listen to the podcast with the guy whose twitter bio is the gay kid from school of rock when he had zeke on um from survivor uh what else uh uh coming up in like 20 30 minutes i will be recording scooby-doo and the alien invaders uh a podcast Hmm with lindsey bebo and kate who was our guest last week for flop stars we'll be going in all that in the lore and the mystery versus uh magic debate it's going to be discussed um and then that's probably on my podcasting for the week but i will be on the aforementioned naomi's twitch stream maybe next week uh talking about um gen z versus millennial the line um, and that's twitch.tv slash nay, nay underscore o o h underscore me, mi. Um, that's her Twitch. Uh, and then I had something else to plug, but I forgot. Oh, uh, yeah. So you can follow us, what you're doing, pod on Twitter. And then you can follow the Brazilian dragon, Brazil Dragon Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And you can follow me at what the fleep on Twitter and TikTok and Clubhouse, which honestly, like, It's just, I don't Zoom. understand
2: Clubhouse, it's Zoom, but for audio only,
0: literally, I don't get the hype. Like, I, I, sorry, I like, I don't, I don't, it's, I go for networking events more than anything. Um, uh-huh. because, uh, yeah, so in terms of pop culture, Zoe's Extraordinary playlist had a really good episode last week, and I went to a Clubhouse panel on that. Um, WandaVision keeps being great, uh, and then uh, Binge Mode, I wanted to plug for my thing, mm, it's a nice. podcast, mm-hmm. I, I found it like earlier last year and then as i've been watching more star wars movies uh i am doing that and listening to old star wars binge modes as well as the marvel I'm stuff a big fan of
2: of jason concepcion
0: yeah well apparently <laughs> he's leaving right he already left yeah but he's like finishing this season of binge yeah mode. i think
2: i think they're i think they're letting him finish binge mode marvel yeah.
0: i would like them to just let him stay on for binge mode yeah
2: he, he did another podcast called the connect with okay. him and shay Serrano that is yeah. is really good
0: they are very NSFW. If you thought some of the stuff we say is NSFW. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were talking about, in one episode, Jar Jar and what he could do with all that, with that tongue. Um, <laughs> oh, no. it, it's wild. Um, but yeah, so that's the plugs for me. Um, yeah. And yeah. One of these I days
2: we'll it. find a good, a good stinger, how to end the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, what should our hashtag be today? Uh, Thumb wars.
2: Um, hashtag uh, Boston belt sander.
0: How do you spell that?
2: <laughs> uh, Boston like the city. Belt and then, like the okay, thing you belt. wear. belt.
0: And then uh, sander and
2: sander like uh I mean, the sander. thing in a beach. Okay, if, if it were if it were uh more.
0: Yeah. So tell us what's coming up next week, Will.
2: Oh yes, yes. Next week is get that Bigfoot out of my face and tree to get ready. Season one, episode six. Yes. Um the the Bigfoot episode and I think Tree to Get Ready is is uh Tree Houses. I think it's when okay. they make treehouse robots.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Ooh, we'll find out when we watch it. <laughs> yes,
1: oh, I'll spoiler um, alert they
0: do. Well, in that case, uh yeah, just just follow us on the Twitters. Uh ignore my nonsense on there, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
3: And I'm not Eileen, I'm not your own And I don't wanna study, work
1: or stay at she home I'll